You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Into the area, one shot shirts and scores. Looks like Craig Hignett might fancy a strike. Straight at the wall, though. And Chris Bart-Williams is in. Robin's coming near post now. Can he pick out Jeremy Goss? Oh, that's a fantastic goal! Oh, what a tremendous goal by John Hart! Samways scores! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh he No! Hello, welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score? I'm Chris Gold. Joining me this week, my co-host Josh Widdicombe. Hello, and also Graham Taylor in his first spell at Aston Villa. It is Michael Marden. Hello. Shall we do some correspondence? Yes, please. I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Last week we asked for weird sponsors in the 90s. And boy, do I have some weird sponsors. Can I just say, you. the way you said that sentence sounded like Michael had re-edited your words <laughs> from different sentences. <laughs> is he programming me? He's tapping away that laptop. Am I actually... Is this well, like AI? My dream is that I'm going to get enough of your voices so that when you both jump ship, I can just make the, <laughs> the episodes out of the audio files. Oh, wow. Right. Paul Wiggins and Anthony Nowrocki have both spotted that in the 90s, Millwall were sponsored by Live TV, specifically the weather in Norwegian. Oh, yes, Live TV. Live TV also had topless darts. And they did have topless darts. And the deal for that Live TV, the weather in Norwegian sponsorship, was done by Theopathetis. Oh, was it? Oh, wow. Star of Dragon's Den. <laughs> that is a great venture. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Live TV. I. Do you know what? I'm not going to allow it into... Uh, I'm going to start a... Uh, can we start a Hall of Fame for uh, the bad sponsor of the 90s? Yes. Yeah. I'm not allowing it in because I believe for it to be a bad sponsor, it needs to be something where you go, that would have no impact on the company. <laughs> and I think live TV advertising with Millwall is perfectly targeted. <laughs> Rejected from the Hall of Fame. Well, let me give you another contender. Thomas Finley has said... Just writing in a response to your re- mention of strange 90s shirt sponsors, my team working to the AFC were for a brief period sponsored by Channel 4 show The Big Breakfast. From what no. I've heard from my dad, they were yes, featured please. in the sports section of each show. A truly torturing experience for all viewers. Keep up the good work. And there's a picture of the Workington AFC oh, wow. team sorry, with the Big Breakfast adorning their shirts. I love the Big Breakfast. What I like about the sponsor logo as well is it says the Big Breakfast in this Big Breakfast logo with a fried egg on the shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Favourite thing that ever happened on the Big Breakfast was um, they did a competition that they rebuilt the Big Breakfast house and you could win the house. But they decided to do it 
in an area of Britain where the house prices were really low. <laughs> so you thought you were winning a, a house at two lock keepers cottages, Camden, or wherever it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think you were like winning it in like Leamington Spa or something. Actually, Leamington Spa is very nice. A non-denominational distant town. Uh, we need to check where we haven't got any listeners so we can slag it off. <laughs> We've got eight listeners in Papua New Guinea, by the way. God knows what they're doing. Have we? Yeah. Is there a chance that we've got one listener in Papua New Guinea who's <laughs> just listened to the Frank Skinner one eight times? <laughs> Chris Bart Williams trying to give it a space and escape, his, <laughs> escape the rumours about his small feet. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, the big breakfast. Yeah, the big breakfast. Are we allowing it, Michael? I think yes, yeah. Yes, it's going welcome. into the Hall of Fame. Working if you've got any more bad sponsors. I just got me thinking, what was candy? Oh, there were electronics, like washing yeah. machines and stuff, white goods. Exactly, good sponsor. Right, now here's a new section of the correspondence we're calling Spotted. Uh, last week, someone was spotted. Who was it? Trevor Sinclair in an hour price. Yes. In yeah. Ilford, new I wouldn't say it's a new section. It's the same section we've done for one and a half series, but we just renamed it. Ian yeah. Hooker's emailed in. 1996, Harcross, which is like a, a tradesman's shop. Oh, okay, right. Like a kind of hardware like, store. Uh, like, it's uh, a hardware store. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. Harcross in Darlington. Like a Leyland. Yeah, like a Leyland. Yeah. Nigel Pearson, he's in there. Yeah. He's ordering two meters of Torah skirting board, five inch. And this is from Ian Hooker. He says, "I told him that was absolutely fine. I can cut him two meters of that, not a problem. But as we sold softwood timber in increments of 0.3 meters, I would have to write him a chitty for 2.1 meters." And that's yeah, exclusive me. little gossip about Nigel yeah. Pearson in Harcross in Darlington, 1996. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Right, Chris Bartley. <laughs> that's not. Is that our new feature? You told me which. I'm not, I'm not making a jingle for that. <laughs> Come on! Chris Bart Williams update. Josh, I believe you've had a text. Yes. Now, um, listeners will know that there's been long running rumours on the show about Chris Bart Williams' tiny feet. Unconfirmed, although we do know that he didn't do his shoes up sometimes. And then we did find from last week someone who uh, had gone out with Chris Bart Williams' ex and uh, it had put them off their stride. In the sack, shall we say. <laughs> and this led to this uh, this correspondence from Leon. Listening to the new Quickly Kevin podcast and the Chris Bart Williams story reminded me of something I hadn't thought about for over a decade at least. It was the late 90s and during the uni summer holidays at home, I started seeing a girl called Sophie. All was going well until one day she slips into conversation that she once snogged Efinokoku. Whoa. A few years back in the local nightclub, the Harbour Lights. <laughs> That was whilst Wimbledon were in the area on a pre-season tour. It was never the same after that, and a few weeks later, we went our separate ways. Thanks for bringing back this long dormant memory and keep up the good work. It does seem like a theme is emerging of, um, have you had your relationship ruined by finding out that your girlfriend used to go out with a 90s footballer? <laughs> That's definitely a new feature. That's definitely got a new feature. Get spotted out the window, mate. This is what we're all about. Also... Uh, if Leon does want to get back in touch, was there any mention of him stealing a drifter at any point? And that isn't isn't some kind of awful innuendo. Right, shall we? We're at the gate. Should we get on the on the plane, fly to Italy, and have a transfer update? Why not? There we go. Here we are, Josh. Hello, hello. Or as I say in Italy, ciao. Ciao, no. ciao. <laughs> um, 
Chow also uh, is the uh, mascot for Italian Ointy, and I just hang out with him in Turin just last week. <laughs> and here comes our waiter now. It's Michele. I am not doing this. <laughs> As I said to you guys off camera, me playing an Italian waiter is when quickly Kevin jumps the shark. It's very I'm true. Very true. It. So let, let um, me carry on. Josh, what is this waiter doing? He's like, what's, he, what's he talking about? Will he take our order? He's gone back to the kitchen. I'll, I'll let you know, mate, that... I'm the one that's eating the food. You're the one who's behind the camera just filming me eating my croissant while I've got a uh, pink newspaper to flick through. Uh, now, before my um, cafe au lait arrives, let me just tell you I have a uh, fascinating piece of transfer gossip. Uh, I've been informed of this excellent piece of transfer gossip by Rob Jones. I see you doing it now since you left Liverpool. <laughs> Nicknamed Trigger because they considered him stupid in the Liverpool dressing room. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, now, this is the news. Every World Cup, a star emerges. At Italian 90, it was Roger Miller. And he has been subject of a bid from 4th Division Walsall. <laughs> Sadler's boss, Kenny Hibbert, said, We were the first club to make an inquiry, and I thought it'd bring a bit of joy back into the club. What, with uh, all the dancing? Exactly. <laughs> we had the Cameroon player, Charlie Untermark, who obviously wasn't bringing any joy, training with us that summer to get over an injury that meant he missed the World Cup. Imagine that, being a Cameroonian international who missed Italia 90 due to injury. Oh, God. That would be the single worst thing that could ever happen to anyone anywhere. <laughs> Walsall uh, had Charlie Intermark as a go-between, and uh, he asked Miller whether he'd join them. Roger Miller wanted $1 million, like Dr. Evil. <laughs> so the move has been abandoned. Oh. And that is all I have to say from this lovely piazza in Perugia. Now, before we get onto Darren Anderton, we said last week we had a big announcement. If you're on the mailing list, you already know this. Quickly, Kevin Willie score live for the first, possibly last, if it's no good time, <laughs> is at the Leicester Square Theatre on the 7th of February. Tickets, they are 14 quid or 12 quid if you're a concession. But to be honest, if you are under 18 or over 65, it's not the podcast for you. <laughs> That's why we we're confident making that £2 discount. We will be joined by a special guest. We will hopefully have a screen with clips. We will hopefully have merchandise. We will hopefully have audience interaction of our favourite features, excluding Spotted. <laughs> I'd just like to say as well, if you're thinking of pulling the trick like the... Uh, Saudi Arabian under 19 <laughs> just to get the concession <laughs> think on and do you know think what on. as well Jimmy I mean, Greaves is doing the door <laughs> <laughs> and if you are going to get a ticket I hope you turn up on the night with a retro 90s football shirt on I yes. think that should we, we, might, we should even do you know what? We'll, be doing, we'll be doing prizes for the best shirt <laughs> oh great yeah there will be a spot prize for the best 90s football shirt it's going to be a festival of the 90s the bad news is it's sold out. We are very sorry. We're not really. We're delighted. <laughs> um, but do sign up to the mailing list because that is the way to find out about these things first. Exactly. And you can do that by going to quicklykevin.com. Should we move on to Darren Anderson? Yes. Well, England legend, Spurs legend, arguably Bournemouth legend, a legend of the game. It's Darren Anderson. Anderson. Oh, that's a fabulous goal. Smashed in a truly remarkable strike. 
Our guest this week is no doubt one of the best English players of the 90s. 30 England caps, he was in the squad for Euro 96. He started ahead of Beckham at France 98. Among his many honours, the big one, the 1999 League Cup. It's our pleasure to welcome to Quickly Kevin, Darren Anderton. How you doing, you okay? Yeah, good. But Josh, I don't know if you've spotted this. Um, Darren's got been to Starbucks before this interview and he's got a name on that <laughs> cup. I don't know, Josh. Yeah, it says Bob. It says Bob, Darren. Middle name Robert. Or to cover it, up in a, in, 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 yeah. about being Darren Anderson. Exactly, yeah, no. <laughs> when I saw that Bob, I thought, I better double check this is the right guy. Yeah, yeah. So let's rewind the clock back. You were, you were born in Southampton, yeah. but you signed your first professional contract for Portsmouth. So you're a bit of a Saints fan? I was, yeah. And then, I mean, how do you work but, out? Well, I mean, I, I guess at 14, I wasn't good enough to play for Southampton. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I think when you're, when you're a kid, all you want to do is be a professional footballer. Um, my dad was a useless footballer, absolutely dreadful. But he just off the back of watching me play for like you know my local team and the Southampton schoolboys, the area, um, and you know the scouts from Southampton would watch those games, but they never wanted to take me on. So my dad just thought, well, you know, that I was a similar level, so phoned Portsmouth. And they came phoned him up. Yeah, phoned him. He just yeah. phoned him up and yeah. said, "Come yeah. look at my yeah, boy." Yeah, you know, is there any chance, you know, a trial, or would you like to come? And, you know, I think he's not bad, and they Big came boy. and watched. Yeah, they just came and watched. Just... Were you much better than everyone else? Within my school, I was, but then uh, yeah, with it, yeah, yeah, like everyone else, I suppose. But then you know, so I was one of the, you know, playing for the city. How much know, better of... were you than everyone else at your school? Yeah. Well, my, was... my school weren't that good, so it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you one of those kids that, but, whatever team you're on in PE, they won by? Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and when you're playing for your school team, are you just scoring like six, seven goals every game? No, 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 I wasn't like that. I wasn't no? Michael Owen. No, I was, a, I was a midfielder, so. I was, Always scoring a few long-range goals and things like that. Just, just, enjoy. just pop it take, in. Take everything, you know. <laughs> corners, free kicks, goal kicks. <laughs> so then, so your time in Portsmouth, the end of '92 season, Portsmouth finished third. A season before the Premier League, you just miss out on automatic promotion by a single goal, and then you're losing the playoffs. I mean, how was that as an introduction, sir? Well, but, I mean, my my first year was the year before, so I had um, I probably played about 14 games that year. Didn't anything really special but um, that summer Jim Smith came in and that's where it all, all began for me I got in the team on the first day of the season and uh, ended up scoring with a corner or something ridiculous you scored from yeah, a corner yeah like a little short corner back to me and I whipped it in and Bobby Mims come out and don't know, what, don't, don't know what he did don't know what he did with it but he certainly didn't judge it very well and that was my first goal and you got Portsmouth probably the highlight was the year was that 92 where you got you got to cup, so you're in the cup team semi-final cup semi-final against Liverpool lot I scored five minutes to go. Then uh, John Barnes free kick last minute of extra time and oh, how hard was that? Oh, was awful nightmare. I mean, no one expected us to win, or you know, everyone expected us to get hammered. Um, and went to the replay at Villa Park, lost on penalties. Did you take oh. a penalty in that? Strip? No, I was going to be uh, fifth, and we'd missed. I think three out of the four. So so part of you relieved? Yeah, the chance, yeah, no, no. <laughs> unbelievable. But I just absolutely gutted. I mean, we'd done so yeah. well. I mean. When you look back on it, it was just you know, an amazing thing we did, but at the time, it was uh, yeah, a difficult one to take. Warren Neal. Oh, that's a good-looking ball. It's Anderton. A real chance for Pompey. Darren Anderton. It's there. Portsmouth are in the lead of the semi-final. So, Spurs come in for you. How does a transfer happen back then? How do you find out? Well, we were, at the end of that season, we'd gone off on a little 
end of season tour to Tenerife and club, few, what, the club days. or just a few of your mates a few of the boys yeah about, no it was about 10 of the lads really? in the team so we went and had a little I said it wasn't like a, a, a tour like pre there was oh, no, no, game. no 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 plenty of games but no no, no so, it was um, yeah it was uh, great so what were the lads I remember being over there with one of the lads Daryl Powell and he's saying oh yeah I think you know there was talk of Liverpool, Spurs. And, you know, I think, oh yeah, you'll you'll be going, you'll be going. I'm like, no chance, no chance. Got back, and I remember the day after I got the phone call from Jim Smith, and he was like, Aaron, you know, we've had a an offer for you from Spurs, and it's been accepted. And I was like, oh my god, what, what do I do? <laughs> well, yeah, what do I do? I didn't. Yeah, I was. Did you have an like, agent at that? Yes, I did. My, like, an agent as such, but he was more more of my accountant. Um, <laughs> Just started, oh, yeah, yeah, just do, yeah, doing my, yeah, doing my pension. Oh, I just started putting into a pension and all that sort of thing. And then, um, but he had actually had dealings with with, with Terry Venables as well, so that was that was easy enough to deal with. Um, but yeah, Jim Smith was great. He said, "Look, he'll make you the player that you should be. You got the ability to go on and you know have a great yeah. career." Um, uh, and funny enough, we went up there, uh, and I I signed within you know ten minutes. I mean, Venables just. What a guy! Great, great yeah. man. So, so, do you turn up at the ground and they? So, was like a receptionist there. We turn up at our to... hotel. Oh, okay, yeah, opposite Terry's Club, Scribes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sign and over to the over to Scribes. Yeah, we went over there. Really? Yeah. Did you have a day out? Like, was yeah, it? An no, all day? One, no, 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 no. That waited about three months before the season started, and then. <laughs> Getting involved with Razor and all that lot. Yeah. So what were they? Like? So people like Razor Roddick and what was the culture at Tottenham at the time? Was I think it was like any other culture. It was you know boys having a few beers and going out and you know having a good time. It really was good fun. But when you're younger, then you, you know you, you go train the next day, you sweat it out. You've absolutely no problem at all. But um, I don't think it happens quite that way now. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, Roddick. I mean, was he the model of professionalism that he seems to be? <laughs> well, I mean, he'd been there originally and then had gone to Southampton, yeah. came back, um, obviously a top, really good player, great great lad, uh, but he was, you know, back then, a few of them would do it, was the old you know, pre-season with the bin bag on. <laughs> Sweated out. Does that work? <laughs> Putting a bin bag on. I don't know, I haven't asked him. In those days then, was pre-season just run, 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 yeah, run? Yeah, it was yeah, a bit of a slog. Yeah, boys have been on holiday for eight weeks. Come back first day, goalies puking and all sorts. Of <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were saying before about the sort of characters in the team. Were you there with Steve Sedge? Oh, Sedge, yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine who's a Spurs fan told me a story that I've never been able to prove, so you might be the guy to do it. Could be a few. But it was with Gaza, so yeah. probably slightly before yeah. your time. <laughs> so he told me that Gaza once bet him 20 quid to eat a urinal cake. And, and, and Steve Sedge did it. Yeah. Gaza wrote him a check for 20 quid and then Steve Sedgley ate the check afterwards. <laughs> yep. Is that, <laughs> is, true? True? is that genuinely true? Wow. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sedge, Sedge, yeah, good guy, Sedge. Lunatic. Uh, so was he more of a lunatic than Gaza, Steve Sedgley? Depends the way you look at it. I think, yeah, as a two, they were, yeah, they were a nightmare, I presume. What? I mean, I, when I came to Spurs, Gaza had, had got to Lazio, so... I didn't get to see it, but of course I heard all the stories of all that and then obviously saw Sedge's behaviour firsthand. So what kind of things did you see Steve Sedgley do? All sorts, but he used to like to eat things, put it that way. What party trick! What have you seen him eat? Everything. I mean, he wouldn't eat worms and things like that, but he would quite happily stand there with a couple of them hanging out of his mouth and 
just nuts, absolute nuts. Great guy to have around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about your managers at Spurs. Yeah, Doug Livermore, Ray Clements, and then Ozzy Ardiles come in. Yeah. Did he ever talk about defending? Yeah, don't worry about doing it. I mean, we. <laughs> We, uh, I mean, we, of course, we had the famous five and all that when he brought in Jurgen and Dumitrescu and Popescu, and it was such good fun to be part of, especially as one of the, the attacking players. Um, yeah. But I remember, yeah, we, I think we played a game at home in Sheffield Wednesday or something. We were three 0 down. We were useless, and next we had a meeting. And Steve, Steve Perryman, who was his assistant, obviously great yeah. defender, great cat, he said, you know, come on, we need to, you know do some work and do some defending and as he said they're all good players you know what do we do when we get you know lose the ball as a shape no 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 you're all good players you shouldn't lose the ball we just we just no 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 we just get back into a shape it was great when it was great well did the defenders get frustrated with it I would think so yeah yeah I mean it was great fun to, to go training at that time yeah well, it was incredible it was going it was you know, a bit of a circle and then Five asides, eight asides, finishing. It was just what you dream of being a footballer for. You know, it's not yeah. about the the running and the defensive shape and all that. It's <laughs> boring things that you have to do to become a good team. But in terms Did of any that, of you mm. think should we meet up and practice defending when he's not here? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it when you hear about like team meetings. Like, was there ever a team meeting like this guy doesn't know what he's doing? We've all got to get together and figure this out. No, no, the no. players loved us. Yeah. Absolutely loved him. He's letting you do what you want. I yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> Jerry Francis came in after and was very much into his shape and having a defensive unit. So we would work on that a lot. But we would still score goals for fun. So it worked really well. You know, yeah. to have that those sort of players, you know, Klinsman, Teddy, Barnby, myself, Dumitrescu. Then you got Papesco in as well. You get those players to work as a team and in a shape. It was, uh, it, it was great. What was Joe Francis like? As a, what, what was his hair like close up? Same as his now. <laughs> it's weird. It's what the is same that now. style? What's he asking for? I don't know. Some of the boys used to call it a raccoon. I don't know what that is. <laughs> of all those Spurs managers, was Venables the... I mean, there's some fun managers to play under there, aren't there? Yeah, well, Terry's a great guy as well. I mean, first of all, he's a lovely man. Um, I was a youngster going there. Really struggled. Had a, a nightmare first two or three months. But he was... Yeah, almost like a second dad to me he was just don't worry I brought, yeah. brought you here you're 20 you know first year I'm not, not worried about got you for the next year but then within you know four or five months come Christmas I was flying and it was just brilliant we finished that season really well and then um, you know, obviously had the fallout with Alan Sugar and he was gone and that was yeah I was I mean I was furious I mean I was absolutely gutted did you have any dealings with Alan Sugar directly or is he just yeah no I had loads I mean did you I mean because I had yeah, a couple of years later, I was yeah, I was flying. I was in the England team, and United were coming in for me. Blackburn, who you know, I could leave, and so he did everything in his power to you know to keep me there. How similar is he to the guy on The Apprentice? Pretty similar. Is it? Yeah. Did you I ever think... meet Nick and Margaret? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Go no. into the boardroom. They're set either side of him. Did he ever set your challenge? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you meet up yeah, in the cafe yeah. after a defeat? Yeah, no. no <laughs> We did. <laughs> the boys, the boys the did. Yeah, yeah. Case, really. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's, what was Alan Sugar like? Was he a terrifying presence in the? He's just got an aura about him, I think, hasn't he? And he's, um, you know, he'd come in and things hadn't gone well. He'd grunt, grunt at you, sort of thing. I yeah. he'd come into the dressing oh, room. Oh, he used to be in the dressing room quite really? a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he just turned he up. Re- yeah, he, you're not just I thinking would say you don't nine, know what you're talking about. Well, here, mate. Yeah, I mean, you do wonder. <laughs> 
you do wonder you know there's a room in the back of the change room where you come in Joe Francis would be there and then you know before the games you know you'd always go in there and have a chat with the manager and, oh really yeah. was, uh, what do you think he was saying I don't know hopefully play me but uh, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a little bit strange I don't think that's, yeah. that's normal and I think uh, I think it almost undermines the manager when someone when the chairman's doing that um, yeah. but I, I mean I remember once I been out for probably six weeks with a groin injury and I kept re-tearing it they were slowly it was getting there the team were really struggling and he phoned me and he asked if I would go on the bench um, sugared it yeah in order to give the crowd a lift and I was <sighs> like well cool. um I've only trained for a couple of days yeah okay yeah, yeah I'll do it yeah. I remember getting to the game that, that morning and Jerry Francis saying you don't have to do that you don't have to do that I'm sorry he's phoned you I'm sorry and I was like no, no no I think it's yeah I think it's alright yeah be f- yeah within 15 minutes we're 3-0 up so and Sugar thinks he's a genius obviously it's worked you know the place buzzing <laughs> second half Sheffield Wednesday going to score two goals now 3-2 he brings me on with five minutes to go and I'm try, trying to kick balls and I almost feel my groin going I was like oh my god it's the longest five minutes of my life really yeah so he was a big influence within the club then massive and, and did he inspire loyalty in you did you stick around because he was kind of looking out I, for you or? I think well I think that he he ended up giving me a very good contract and stopping me going to Manchester United uh Jerry France was there and Jerry was wanting to at that time I wanted to start playing more centrally and Jerry's like yeah I want you to play centre midfield obviously I think perfect and then when I started struggling with the injuries and started picking up the problems with my groins he would be very hands on phoning how are you everything like that it was you know did he insist you speak to him on the phone like that like on the apprentice <laughs> speaker phone <laughs> those sort of mobile do we <laughs> <laughs> when he'd call you did your heart like go like you were I'd have been terrified. A uh, little bit. He's, you always knew where you stood with him, though. That was the other yeah. thing I did like. And um, I remember once I got, I'd done my Achilles, um, and I was absolutely gutted. And it looked like I might need my an operation. And I thought, oh my god, you know, I've heard of you know, horror stories with people with Achilles injuries and like, operations can't play again. But I was in the last year of my contract. It was when this, the Bosman thing started oh, yeah. coming out, and I, and. It ended up on the back page of the mirror. No one knew about it, but he had leaked something to them to say that I oh, he, oh he's injured again, three four months. And uh, what to try and stop? Stop the clubs. Yeah, battered me basically. So uh, wow. funny enough, I ended up calling him and I said, you know, what the are you doing? I am absolutely gutted here, devastated, almost in tears for an injury, and I've got to read about it. And it's my, my owners, the one who's who's putting it out there. Oh, you kept really? going at me, and we were going at it. Blah blah blah. I remember at the time I'd start seeing a girl and uh, she was sat there she went, oh my god who's that I went oh it's you know, Alan Sugar the, the owner you can't speak to him like that can you <laughs> <laughs> um, in that time we've touched on Jürgen Klinsmann turning up that um, must have been exciting wasn't it yeah it was yeah I was on holiday you know re- reading about it and just thinking it's got to be a wind up you know, <laughs> Yeah, surely not. And the first day he comes in training, it's almost nerve wracking. You know, what's this? Why are you nervous? Yeah, this guy is coming. This is a world, world superstar. Well, you basically think, I hope he doesn't think we're shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Just the following, because the season before we were. <laughs> so, what was he like when he turned up? Oh, just a great guy. I mean, he turned up in that ridiculous car. What? Uh, yeah, Did old, he drive a beetle? Yeah, the old beetle, yeah. <laughs> For what the player's car park must have looked like Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, what is that? What is that? So had he driven that over from Germany? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it was shocking. You might, Ferrari was definitely in the garage at home. <laughs> Do you think he was making a point that I'm one of you guys? 
No, no I don't think he was. <laughs> no, I think he just hates. That's just, he's very a bit quirky. I'd yeah. Say, yeah, and was but, he a nice but, guy then? Good guy, good guy, great guy. Um, proper team player. Did, did everything right. Things went right. The training, he'd say. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but not disruptive. Just everyone respected him, and he was a yeah. great, great guy. Um, and of course, the, the way he started and the, you know his goal celebrations and everything about everything about him was just class. Did the diving question come up at any point before he did the diving celebration? Remember, we uh, played the last preseason game was over in Ireland, and I remember one of the boys, I think it was Teddy or David Kersley, someone like just said, "Oh, he's got to do a dive, hasn't he? If he if he scores, what a celebration!" Luckily, he didn't score that night, so it would have been wasted. So yeah. <laughs> wait for the first game of the season, and then of course the dive comes out, and everyone just everyone loved him. Anderson, a good cross for Klinsmann. Jürgen Klinsmann, a great header, and the German star opens his account with a dive. So England, we haven't touched on England. Yeah, yet, so let's. We've gone beyond well, yeah. your England okay. debut. Can you name your England debut? Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Score. One nil. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely. He's definitely not Bob. <laughs> I want to talk about England versus Sweden, nineteen ninety-five. That goal there, Darren. Yeah. Is that the goal of your career? Yeah, I would say so. Was it lucky? Spectacular. No, of course not. <laughs> I mentally hit it off both parts. Nearly <laughs> gave the goalie whiplash. It was great. I loved it. So, sharing up, down by Shearer, and the turn. Yes. Wonderful goal by Darren Anderton. Now I was, I was buzzing at that time. Um, we just had the great year at Spurs. That's when Jurgen was there, and we, we we were flying. That's when United came in. That was in fact that was after that game was when Pally said, "Fancy coming to play for us?" Oh, did <laughs> he? Tapped yeah. you up. He as we're having a little game of snooker, I'm back at the hotel. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> so what did you say? He just said, "Can I?" Can I give the gaffer your number? And I was like, yeah, why not? Why not? Really? So did so Fergie call you up? Yes, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that scary? Yeah, it was a little bit daunting, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. he was um, more daunting for my brother who answered the phone <laughs> initially. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. Uh, it's Darren. No, no, no. So he's, he's on holiday. He'll be back. He's back tomorrow. Oh, it's Alex Fergus. Yeah. Of course it oh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I think that petrified my younger brother. But um, oh wow! But uh, yeah, no, I, there was a clause in my contract that if the team offered a certain amount, that I was free to go. So uh, that rumor kind of got round, and you know, when I spoke to him, I was like, oh, you know, here there's a bit of a clause, and I said, yeah, could be. And he was like, okay, well, you know, I've had a problem with Kanchelski, I want you to come. I said, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll come and have a chat. Next day, I went and saw Sir Alan Sugar and. He didn't let me leave his house without signing a new contract to get rid oh, of that clause. Really? No, really? Wow. Well, no agent there? Was it just no, no, Leon, Leon yeah. my agent was there, yeah, and Jerry Francis, yeah, the manager and everything. It was, um, it was, I think it was a bit panic stations, you know, Jürgen Klinsmann was, go, decided he wasn't going to stay, Popescu had gone to Barcelona, Nicky Barnby wanted to leave and so it was, yeah. Do you good. regret wow. not going? I regret not winning all those Trophies. I mean, it, yeah. and playing in that team would have been been amazing. But I, at that time, I was so happy at Spurs. Euro '96 was coming. Didn't want to go somewhere different. Maybe have a bit of a struggle and not be part of of that. Yeah. Um, and that summer, they did get rid of Incy, Konchelskis, 
They lost Mike Hughes, I think, as well. Did they? Oh, it, exactly, mm. it was. It was Hughes, Kanchelski, and Lynch. So I was, you know, we had a good season. I thought, well, you know, I think I'm in the right place here. And Spurs fans were great to me when I first when I first went there, and I really struggled. And I, I always remembered that. And this was two and a half, three years in, and I wasn't ready to, you know, jump ship. But uh, then that was the summer that you know Alan Hansen came out with the yeah, never win anything with kids, and that was probably five weeks later. So no one knew really what was coming, but uh, yeah. of course I'd love to have played in yeah those those teams. I mean they were great teams. Yeah, but you, may, you may have won the European Cup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think about that? Every now and again. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Every, uh, no. Every now, yeah, well, yeah. Whenever only them so that music comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you would have kept Beckham out of the team probably for a bit. I mean, you're well, talking was, about I it could have been a sliding doors moment yeah, yeah I think that was probably the the idea I mean Beck's a top player so I'm sure he would he would have been absolutely fine he would have found a way into into any team anyway but um, I was there to replace uh, Kanchelskis seeing as you mentioned it, we should move on to your own Isaac well I mean so this one is, of the tournament uh, to- probably the tournament of our lives Darren yeah. you're there in the heart of it you having a swig of beer just to pull your neck? Just yeah, dentist chair. Dentist chair. Well, I mean, before we talk about the football, we should talk about that. <laughs> the, the, the weekender in Hong Kong, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, it was a pre-tournament. Fell yeah, that yeah. in the season tour, but it was yeah. We not sure why we did go out to Hong Kong and we China. Playing a game? Were you playing a game? We, we, we played a game in China. Yeah, great um, warm-up for the Euro Nights. Yeah. Um, so we yeah, season finished. Game against Hungary. Wembley, then off to China, game there, then Hong Kong where we played against almost like a select eleven. Uh, wasn't much of a game really. So it wasn't even the main Hong Kong team. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. What was the score? We only won one nil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get we didn't get caps or anything sign. for it. Did we? Yeah. Really, he struck yeah. off the record. Yeah. Just even... yeah. So. Oh. Um, yeah, real waste of time. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we were going home the next day. But that, you know, after that there was a, a function and a dinner with sponsors and all that, and that was dragging on a bit. And you know, Terry said the boys could have a night out. So Who Tony, said that? Terry said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. T- yeah, Tony Adams go out. Yeah, the boys were like gagging for a night out, and so Terry just said, "No, the famous last words, you know, behave yourselves." <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, yeah, Brian Robson with us to look after us. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the yeah, worst yeah. chaperone yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> and it was. Um, and the following day was Gaz's birthday, so it, it was, really was a perfect storm. Once it got to in and around that midnight, and he was got getting the flaming sambukas out and all sorts. And who was who was went, the leader? Oh, who was leading? Well, Gaza would be involved. Gaza, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there was a few yeah boys on that trip. So it was um, and then I don't know who found it or who saw it. This this dentist chair and off the boys went. And, you know, <laughs> how do you remember them taking the, the photos? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I've been over to Hong Kong quite a lot since over the years on different tours and things like that and um, met the guys who kind of ran that bar and they'd say you know the people who did it you know they obviously they were fired straight away it was just people who were working there yeah it was naughty but was there a buzz around with people like the England team are in the bar getting absolutely smashed probably yeah yeah I mean the pictures with the ripped shirts and yeah. everything it was um, yeah proper boys night out um, how did the ripped shirts happen was yeah, no, Gaza just started ripping people's shirts you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah it was, it was it was it was obviously a mad night it was great fun I remember um, the following morning waking up 
thinking, oh my lord, I've missed training here. It's you know half ten or something. You know, I don't know why I rang walk around. Yeah, you walk over walls. What's going? So I don't know. Can't, training's cancelled. Oh really? Yeah, training's cancelled. Yeah, yeah. By cancelled. So it was cancelled. So we all you know, go to the shops and all that, and flew home about midnight that night. By the time we got back, it was it was everywhere. By the time we had, you know finished that oh, that gosh. long flight, I'm like, oh dear. And then of course they said we smashed up the plane, which was completely untrue. But um, yeah, not a good start. And then we, of course we have a stinker in the first <laughs> not a good game. Start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we were useless against Switzerland, and the, the press just come for us. Absolutely bad. But it worked out great. How much? Because uh, it was obviously a home tournament. There's been what six years of build up or whatever to us yeah. knowing we've got this tournament. How much pressure did, did it feel like? A really big. This is it. This is the biggest. Yeah, it did, because I think game. we hadn't played a competitive game for two years as well. And that yeah. was yeah, friendlies upon friendlies, and then all of a sudden, wow, this really matters. Game you're supposed to win, win comfortably. Um, you know, Al, Al scores his goal, first goal he scored in probably tw- about twelve games, and there was a lot of pressure on him. And then all of a sudden, come out and start of the second half, and the, everything just went a bit sloppy. Bit mm-hmm. you know, a couple of misplaced passes. The crowd got a bit edgy. Then the players got a bit edgy. And I, yeah, I didn't. I had, a, I, had a, I played poorly. I, you know, I was one of about six or seven who just didn't play. It was, a dis- yeah, a disaster. Like, oh my god, that's awful. And then the pressure, and then the stick, and the. Play. And then you've got a week to go back to a whole that week, training yeah. camp. Are you? Because you're obviously you're based in the UK, but you don't get to go home. Well, we did then. We were able to go home on the Saturday night, uh, back for Sunday. Um, and then I think a few of the boys were were out. So that was back in the papers. So. It's, so so then, so then, so then um, the, the following after the Scotland game, we were supposed to do the same. You know, but, you know go, yeah, you can go, you know, come back Sunday night. So of course that got been to it. No, I can't let you out of here, can I? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, were so you allowed you, to you, drink in the training camp? Uh, no, not really. No, no, the boys, yeah, good. So what I mean, did you do with your time in the evenings? Not too much. I mean, there was lots of other games on, so the boys would be watching the other games and that sort of thing. And um, that's that's the worst part of tournament football. No, it gets really boring. Who did you ring with? We're all singles back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when just yeah changed to singles. I mean, I used to room with Ian Walker um, at Spurs. I would have probably been ringing with walks. How did that work? Did you get told you two to get one? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's a bit of both, really. I mean, I mean, go to a new team, you're put with usually someone who's probably one of the newer players as well. Just you do get stuck with whoever. So, are there players that you sort of dread? On international duty, like you don't want to be in Gaza, and I ended up at Spurs, ended up in rooming with Sedge, and that yeah. was. Oh, did you? Eating yeah. urinal cakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, England, Scotland, you win 2 0. Yeah. Does the atmosphere just turn in the dressing just, room? Just, and we're like, just hey, turn, I think it just turned everywhere. I mean, I wouldn't say we, were, we played overly well on the day, but we came out second half, scored the good goal, and that, the whole tournament just changed in that one minute with, you know. The, the penalty McAllister misses go up the other end and Gaza scores the wonder goal um, from my wonderful pass of oh course. yeah assist yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people yeah, don't it, talk about that it, assist it, enough it, yeah they're tapping <laughs> <laughs> but you just felt that was it the, the celebration everything about it and I remember even the, when the final whistle went the crowd stayed the song came on three lines yeah. and that was it it was just so you because we, we've interviewed Frank Skinner recently about that and he talked about were you there on the training ground the day they came down no, to play no, the song I wasn't there no because I missed that game yeah oh right yeah would we you have done video. it because he said yeah, they struggled to get England players to be in the video I bet yeah no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, can't, I can't imagine me 
uh, stepping forward, really. But, <laughs> but no, was, I mean, I, I st- yeah, still gives me goosebumps when it, when it comes on. I mean, just even for you know the, the following games, ending up staying out there for a little bit longer in the warm up because the songs come on, the crowd are singing it. It's yeah, you know, memories that are just you, you yeah. stay with you forever. I'm getting goosebumps now. Yeah, yeah. Really I wasn't even playing. Did you play it in the dressing room before? Would you play it? Played it on the bus last song before yeah. getting there, yeah. Everyone seems to know the score. They've seen it all before. They just know they're so sure that England's gonna throw it away. Gonna blow it away. But I know they can play. Cause I remember When you play for England, there's a lot of pressure. You know you better play well as you're getting slaughtered by the press, by whoever, um, and you want to do so well. And It's not often you're playing at Wembley, 4 nil up, half hour to go against <laughs> Holland. The whole stadium singing football you know, songs and you're kind of humming along and just enjoying it. Take, oh, take, you know, taking it all in, it just, it, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. So, sadly, let's bring it down to the semi-final. Yes, Um Obviously, a lot of people go on about Gaza almost getting the winner in extra mm-hmm. time. They forget that you hit the post. I know, nightmare. Yeah, disaster. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a weird one. This is what Mac got in and he pulled it back and it was just a little bit behind me. I, yeah. got, I, got, I got the touch on it, but I think I was sort of falling away. So I got a connection on it, thinking, oh, well, it's in. And kind of by the time I've hit it, I'm facing the other way and I kind of roll over and watch the ball just... Not only does it hit the post, it then goes back into the keeper's hand, who's already dived past it. So it was just like, oh my, surely not. It would have been amazing because we had a little celebration to actually just run off run off down the tunnel. But you were all going to run it, off down it, the it tunnel? It would have been the first golden goal. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> you were, your, plan, your plan was, if yeah, you got the winner, was the shout, you the were boys all going to run down the tunnel. But it was the other end, so it might have been a long run. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the greatest yeah. moment in football yeah. history. Oh, oh that now I'm twice as good. Tell me about it. So, and then uh, <laughs> comes the penalty. Comes the penalty, yeah. Now, did you know what number you were in the order? No, not really, because the boys were practicing penalties in the morning. Uh, the five, everyone knew what the five would be. I wasn't, I wasn't training. My hammy was a little bit tight, so I just had a bit of a jog in the morning. Um, and then after the game, the five we knew because obviously on the on the. Saturday we'd beat in Spain. Uh, going around asking, we said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll never so get there." It was Gareth, and I would have been next, so he's done me a favour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, well, do you know I, where you were going to put that penalty? Yeah, I would have been to my left, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're absolutely yeah. gutted. It just, it just felt like we weren't ready to go home. We weren't ready to go on holiday. You know, just, yeah. you know, we got. Another four days and it's done. Did you watch the final? Not really. But in our minds, at the semi-final, if we got through, then of course you'd think, you know, Czech were probably a decent team, weren't they? But like to think, we, yeah. know, we felt that we, we would be, be able to beat them. It would be an amazing opportunity to win, to have won the tournament. We played great against Germany. Yeah. Really played well. Yeah. Great performance. Yeah. 
I think they'd scored a lucky goal, but you know, the little deflection, um, 1-0, I thought, oh, here we go, all going to plan. You know, oh, after like three minutes, three as well. minutes, lovely little. Makes me, I can't. It makes me really frustrated to think know. about. So it must be. Even worse oh, you have yeah. no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd scored that golden yeah. goal, yeah, like it would have been one of the biggest moments. In, yes, in exactly. It? Tell me about I mean, it. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compound that by the, imagine the whole England team running off. The Germans just stood there yeah, on the exactly pitch, yeah, looking right. at each other. Yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> come back from Euro '96. Yeah. Christian Gross. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> His press conference when he came out and said, this travel card is like a ticket ticket to yeah. my to the dreams. Yeah. I'll get the train in every day. What yeah. are you thinking straight away? This guy is a right... Wish he stayed on the train. That's <laughs> all. He was a really nice guy. Um, he just... Lots of uh, different ideas was all about... What kind of different st- ideas? Statistics. Well, training a lot. You know, lots of uh, yeah. double sessions uh, and that sort of thing. I think at that point... Money was starting to get much better in the Premier League, and Spurs, you know, chairman was paying good money, a good, very good money to players, and I think he wanted players to be earning it. So he'd heard of this Taskmaster, <laughs> and just thought, well, they'll make them earn their money. Basically, God. it was. Do you think it was a reaction to Arsene Wenger doing well at Arsenal? Not a very good one, obviously. <laughs> I mean, he had come in and Wenger had done great. Um, I mean, yeah, what he did there was unbelievable, and I think. That must, you know, must have been at the back of his mind, you know, a foreign coach to come in uh, the Swiss League. You know, not, Did you watch the press conference with the train ticket? That's where well, we saw it. It was, it was everywhere, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Did you just think, what is. Uh oh. Do you know when he hasn't got a year travel yeah, card? You know, <laughs> when did he start? Because obviously the results start not going well. At what point did he go? Did you notice he wasn't getting the train anymore? <laughs> he was uh, uh, who knows he was Jürgen Klinsmann sold him the beat off yeah exactly yeah yeah well Jürgen came back and uh, yeah. played that year and then they fell out and it was like oh god desire. it was weird when Jürgen came back because Alan Sugar had basically he'd done that thing where he done the thing with, yeah, 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 with his yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, because he'd left and come and is it then, just Alan Sugar's so foremost a businessman that he doesn't care about stuff like that no no he says how it is then he says what he thinks and Take it or leave it. I mean, that's just the way he is. And but you know, Jurgen, it was great to have him back. We certainly needed him. Certainly needed him around the place. We were really, really struggling that year. Um, and it, it was uh, that part of my career was yeah, all a bit of a struggle. But then uh, France '98, Odell yep. puts you in the squad, and obviously yep. this is probably the most like contentious squad selection in in English football history. Mm, not you, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but listen, there was so much drama about who would make the squad, and obviously yeah. it booted off with Gaza. I mean, yeah. Was that a tense Literally. time for you? Yeah, it was because I I really struggled with um, some injuries that year, and um, probably in about February March I went over to Germany and saw you know Jurgen's doctor and. I, I needed a hernia operation and I was like oh my lord I'm in, tr- I'm in trouble here you know I could yeah. end up missing the World Cup uh, and that would have been devastating for me so but I knew that I had to have it done because when I first came to Spurs and I'd, I'd had a hernia on the other side I knew how good I felt after having it done and how restrictive it was so I had to get it done um, luckily got back playing and then I had a real nightmare with with, with the manager and with Alan Sugar he'd um basically didn't want me to go to the World Cup really because I'd pre Euro 96 I'd missed probably four or five months that year ended up playing the tournament then missing the 
that sort of time when I started picking up all the injuries he didn't want me to miss all that football and then go and play for England in the World Cup you were Cup. the reverse Ryan Giggs yeah yeah exactly yeah so he was yeah he, um, so I was on the bench and there was okay, it wouldn't get me back in the team wouldn't get me back in the team and I remember that, you know speaking to you know Glenn Oddle about it and he just said well you might have to ask for a transfer I was like, okay but then he put on a, an England B game for me Loftus Road that was able to then get 90 minutes at least so was that the one Letitia yeah he scored the hat trick yeah Um, and then and he didn't get picked and then he didn't get picked no exactly yeah (laughs) how good were you in that game amazing obviously (laughs) (laughs) I got through it that was a bonus (laughs) and the uh, I think it was the second or third last last game of the season we were home in Newcastle and doing we used to train on Saturday morning before games (laughs) you know doing sprints in the car park of the hotel wherever we were and things like that one of Christian's strange things uh, and Alan Nielsen one of the players basically you know pulled his calf and that, then I had to play and at that point we were in a relegation battle and we ended up off the back of that winning the next two games with me in the team and I played the last three games and then there was two or three more warm up games so I was able to get my you know get myself back into shape and be be ready to go, to, go to the tournament but I was still so worried that I might not get picked might um, and I remember, you know, going. What was the atmosphere like that day? With it was a, a strange, strange atmosphere. No one, you know, there's people who do know that they're going and that sort of thing. But yeah. I, I was very hopeful. Um, did he take you into? Did you go into the office to be told you? Were yeah, every, there we was were. It a room was it? A it was. He room? had. A, he basically had. Well, the, you had the gaffer's room. Um, we played golf in the morning, followed by lunch. And at lunch. Oh, our names would be on the board with your times to go in oh my gosh yeah. is that the X Factor yeah. Yeah. or yeah, The yeah, Apprentice yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just remember going in and just oh and he went, and that lunch must, um, must have looked that way but he was like well, don't, don't worry you're in you're alright he said you've done everything we've asked of you you know got yourself fit brilliant love it job done best no guys have been in by this point no so were well, the last I, four in the four that didn't make it or I'm, did not, he? I'm not sure I can't remember how it worked but Ended up from there because it was at Le Manga going, just going down to the pool. A few of the other boys were there, Gareth, and then all of a sudden the news starts filtering that Gaz is not oh going. And it's, and can you hear you know, the screams? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's can all you hear Rob Lee celebrating? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all kicked, it's all kicked off. But then from that point, the six that didn't go were just whisked off onto, you know, off they went. And she never Quite, saw them. Right, like a didn't, didn't see him. Didn't see him. Didn't see him. Wow, yeah. that really is like X Factor. I wish you'd have said it like the X Factor. Like, I've got really bad news. <laughs> yeah, 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 You're going to have yeah, to cancel yeah, yeah. your holiday yeah, plans because yeah, you're coming to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what? So yeah. So the boys, of course, first and foremost, the boys are worried about cancer. Yeah. His heart and his sleeve. Football is no one concerned about Phil now. He was so scared, wasn't he, of getting dropped by England? He was so was terrified his, of getting dropped. It was his thing to be scared of getting dropped for yes, it to happen. Yeah. It must have been like the world was ending. Yeah, especially the World Cup. The atmosphere must have been so weird after that. It was. Yeah, it, it really was. And of course, as an, indivi- an individual, you're, you're delighted for yourself. But you know, everyone loved Gaza. Yeah, and mm. you know the boys. Yeah, they they wanted him there. Was it a surprise? Were you like, was, was, was there any oh, thought of like... There was not a, a thought that came into anyone's mind that he wouldn't be going. Oh, really? Really? Not, not a single thought. Was he still good? Was he still like... Still good, still had that, you know, that magic things mm. that he could do. Um, one of the yeah, biggest surprises I've, I've known, but, you know, Glenn's thoughts were that if he wasn't in the start of 11, would he be a disruptive influence? Would he? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Gaz has never been a sub, really, has he? Gaz has always right. been the main man. Mm. 
but uh, still, still to me, big shock. So then you score your first, you score in the World Cup. Yep, nice feeling. Columbia. Yeah, well, you should say as well, you're keeping Beckham out of the team the first couple of games. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Bex is the right midfielder, I'm the right midfielder. But funny enough, the game we played before, um, closed behind closed doors... The one in Cannes. Yeah, Bex was playing, and so was I. I was no, playing right wing back, and Bex was in centre midfield with Scalzi and Incy. And then the team got picked. Uh, Bats came in. So... I'll, I'll take that. I've got, I was playing in front of Bex, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but possibly not. <laughs> Another penalty shootout. Oh, oh beautiful. Well, can we just talk before oh, that? Yeah. Michael Owen. So, like, yeah, yeah. Were well, well, you like blimey? Who is this guy? Yeah, incredible, incredible pace. I mean, he was lightning. He really? was frightening. I mean, to to watch him, yeah, do that in training, and for an eight-year-old to have the what a cool head he had on him. I mean, he was. He was the world by storm, didn't he? It was, and that goal was just ridiculous. I mean, you just watching it, for, yeah, first hand. I mean, playing there, to, you know, trying to keep up. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. He just tore them to shreds. Beckham now to Owen, and here's another Owen run. He's going to worry them again. It's a great run by Michael Owen, and he might finish it off. Oh, it's a wonderful goal! What an amazing moment in Michael Owen's young career! A fantastic run. That Argentina game, we put, we battered them in that first half. Yeah, of course, they yeah. scored the, the goal early. Clever free kick on their part. Disappointing yeah. for us. But again, when you concede right on half-time. Did you know why Beckham had been sent off? Were you Not near? really, no, because I was very close to it. One of the, Probably yeah. one of the closest, but the board had gone off. So I kind of turned and then I heard the furore and then looked back and he's on the floor. And before you know them, RGs are on them. And, you know, referee and then Bosch. It's like... What, what the hell has gone on there yeah no idea so then it comes to the penalties yeah what do you know what number penalty you would I'm to? off by that point oh you were really? off by that. oh you were replaced by, by David Batty yes who took a penalty took a penalty so would you have taken that penalty possibly I would I would have thought so because really? I think you know when I we do look back at that at that point you're probably hoping it goes to penalties because we're down to 10 men um, there was a Saul yeah, Campbell goal that wasn't a goal Yes, I remember that, and that was I took the I remember taking the corner, and everyone running off to the other corner flag to celebrate, and then not hearing the whistle, and then there's me and think Gary Neville or Merce, me and Merce running back. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Gary. That's it. We're going home. (laughs) (laughs) They end up making a tackle somehow, but that was yeah, that was a strange feeling. You know, I thought, oh yes, that's it. Oh, we're through. Next minute, oh no, we're going out. But the penalties, that was a tough one. I mean, because they missed their first pen. Thought, oh, here we go, great opportunity, but yeah, bats not a penalty taker, it's not a penalty taker. We'd love to have had you know Ted come on, Ted to take one and things like we've that. Heard some things about David Batty's approach. He didn't really like football. We've heard. Yeah, I mean, I never played club football with bats, but yeah. he was. Yeah, he just we, he came in, did his job, went on. Merson said when he did yeah. went, after the game, he wasn't really that fast. That after he missed the penalty, you, you came out to change him. Really, he had his suit on first of anyone. He was ready to go home. Yeah, I can't it? remember. It was just all I remember about that is going out to the where the buses were with your families and all that, and the Archie's oh, banging on the bus and ju- taunting us as they were leaving. Oh come on! The players um, or the fans? Oh yeah, players. Yeah. Really? Players. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Simeone's there. Oh yeah, trolling. Does that surprise you, about Simeone? <laughs> Unbelievable! You must have been fuming. Were you all like, "Let's oh, go like, and have a run"? Yeah, you're not right. It was talk about unclassy, jeez. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. Right, yeah, I've had, I've, yeah, but I've, yeah, I've had, had rumours that, that the English boys did that to them after the RG game 2002. I think Bex did that one. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. Bex? So I'd love that to be true. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh, that was awful. I mean, you've gone out of the World Cup, dream of playing in the World Cup, and then you get that mob doing that. You're like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, boys were angry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you go back to Spurs you've got George Graham yeah. now in charge yeah. he seemed like a disciplinarian yeah disciplinarian good guy though George yeah I remember being on the bus and us saying oh you know you've got George coming to you he's like oh good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that but he was great I mean he just wanted his players to be fit work hard and, 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 and we won something won the league you know George is a winner yeah, no doubt about it when you won the league cup the same year that Man U won the treble no, no, they, missed, there... they missed out on that, didn't they? <laughs> um, so, like, towards the end of your time with Spurs, you're, you were due a testimonial, right? And it never happened. Yeah, no, it hasn't happened, but... Um... Do we need to find a date? I think we should, we? <laughs> no, well, now they're at Wembley. Yeah, more no, tickets and stuff. No, I just think we should be the first game at the new stadium. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've spoke to the chairman about it. I'm still able to have one, and... You know, hopefully maybe it'll be something that happens in the in the future. Uh, we will see. Yeah. You do play with a legend, though, which is... Yeah, that's good fun. So this is where people hire you, or retired footballers. And yeah. You, so you play with, like, stag dudes. Stag dudes, yeah, as you see all sorts, yeah. Who's, <laughs> the, yeah. who's the worst player you've played? Oh, there's all sorts, yeah. There's, that's actually quite a, a cool concept, you know. Yeah. You know, you've never been hired by another footballer who just wanted to play against... <laughs> say that I do often wa- worry a little bit when I have done one thinking oh, not Arsenal fans are they just really <laughs> kick, kick me about for a st- on a stake <laughs> there's a goal on YouTube that you scored recently I think oh, at Selhurst Park yeah, you, nice. you chip it in for like 30 yeah yards. nice little chip yeah it's unbelievable so you've, yeah. you've still got it not bad not bad <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there I'm 45 now it's, um, yeah. yeah the play with legend thing is great great fun Great concept, I think. You know, I'd much rather go and have a game of football. If they've been out the night before, they can sweat out all the rubbish. And <laughs> bring bring some know. bed bags. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, yeah, I've seen some, seen some scenes. Are you ever sort of spraying passes? Yeah, you do. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Oh god, that yeah, guy. Yeah, you're not that. Oh dear, no, not quite on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one final question. Yeah. The question. If you could press a button and go back in time to the 1st of January, 1990, would you do it? Ooh. Would I? No, no. You'd leave the history as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, growing up, to be a professional footballer was the only thing that was in my mind. And to have done it and played for England and you know, done all those wonderful things, yes, that could have been a lot better, but it could be a whole lot worse. Well, it's just comforting to know there's an alternative universe where you all run off the pitch and you're a 96. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go back that night. And the other alternative universe where you're bashing up the Argentinian coach after winning in France 98. Um, Darren Anderton, thank you very much. Thank you. Great fun, guys. Thank you. That was Darren Anderton, and if you're wondering why we are listening to this music, 
it is because we are using it to cover up the fact there is a rave next door and we don't want you to hear the pounding bass. <laughs> that has meant that we are basically uh, recording like it's 3am at Glastonbury. <laughs> we should say, Darren Anderson, uh, A, brilliant, yeah. B, provided uh, by the uh, brilliant people at Play With A Legend. Play With A Legend is a company set up by two men, one of which is Perry Groves in which you and your mates can hire a football legend. There's loads of 90s people. Robbie Fowler, Darren Anderton, Harry Groves, Ray Parler, whoever you want. Just go to www.playwithalegend.com and it, all the information is there. It's a genuinely brilliant idea. Yeah, it's a really great site. Um, the roster of players that they've got is just a who's who of 90s legends. So if you're a fan of this show and you want to play with one of their pros, playwithalegend.com. And so we're going to do a live show. It was announced. Yes. Today. Today. On our Twitter. And we're announcing it to you too. We're going to do a live show. Yeah, we're announcing it to you too because they should shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're kids that are the kings of the stadium tour. We're coming for you, Bono. The Edge got the email. And thought, well, we're finished. Yeah. Leicester Square Theatre, the 7th of February, 2018. But sadly, tickets sold out before they went on general sale. I, we do apologise, though. We're pretty pleased <laughs> um, if you uh, do want any details with it we'll probably do another one after that at some point so do sign up to the mailing list because that does seem to be the best way to get the tickets yeah, if you like yourself a pre-sale that's the place to be quicklykevin.com <laughs> ok now it's time to look at our reviews and select a winner to be inserted into the opening titles next week and as we mentioned last week it doesn't need to be a 90s football anymore it can be anything and you have very much 90s, taken that 90s, 90s yeah Obviously. It's Lloyd George. <laughs> you have taken that in the spirit. And love! <laughs> and William Pitt the Younger. <laughs> you have taken that in the spirit with which it was intended. First review is from Stripping Hat. He says, I love this podcast more than I love mashed potato. And as everybody knows, I love mashed potato. <laughs> love from Badger. Brackets, the Badger from Bodger and Badger. Excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. And the second one we've got it's is... It's academic now. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is for... It said that the title is better than a brown envelope from George Graham. This review is from BNO86, who says, I've not had as much fun since going to the Merlin Swap Shop at Carrow Road to complete my 96 sticker album. The best hosting duo... Since Noel Edmonds and Mr. Blobby. Yeah. Now, what's it going to be? No um, doubt. No, no doubt. Bodger and Badger all the way. Bodger and Badger in the titles next week. But what will be the music we play you out with? It is our now legendary weekly quiz. So for those of you that listened last week, you know how it works. For those of you that didn't, here's how it works. Both players will be asked a 90s football-based trivia question. The penalty taker will get to answer first. The goalkeeper will then get to respond with his answer. Whichever player is the closest to the correct answer will score or save accordingly. Now, it's a sudden death penalty scenario. So the first player to score and save back-to-back penalties will win the game and choose the song to play out the show. Okay, it is the Quickly Kevin 90s football penalty shootout quiz. We tossed a coin before the show this week. Chris is shooting first. Here we go. I really want this. (laughs) Okay. Your first question. 
The lowest ever Premier League attendance was a match between Wimbledon and Everton in January 1993. Mm. But how many people were at that game? Did you say 1993? 93. Wait, I would have thought it would be Wimbledon towards the end. Okay, I'm guessing, I think it's, it, you're looking at 11,000 there. 10,999. Okay, so Chris has said 11,000. It's not a great penalty. If Josh dives the right way, he's going to save this with 10,999. The correct answer was a paltry 3,039. That's amazing! 3,000! Oh, that's an absolute stitcher. I've slipped there on the turf. Because that's a possible question. Who's going to get that? I mean, 3,000? That's insane. That's Selhurst Park. Incredibly low, yeah. Selhurst Park. Wow. So, Josh has saved. To win, this is. This Blimey. is to win. Oh, okay. Here's your question. At France 98. Yeah, know it. Do you want the answer? I mean, <laughs> he, he had a fit. <laughs> Difficult answer for Christian to reply. He did to. not have a fit. <laughs> At France 98, Marcel Desailly was the first player to be sent off from the winning team in a World Cup final. Yeah. But how many red cards were there in total? at that tournament I thought the answer was going to be who was the first player to get a red card in the World Cup final but do then how does Chris point? reply do to I get that? a bonus point for that Pedro Monzon 1990 anyway the answer is 14 oh that's high that it is too high can that I do a different <laughs> answer 13 Josh is shot yeah with 14 absolute stupid <laughs> Chris has dived the ball's in the air. The keeper's gone the right way. The correct answer was 22. Yes! What happened? Hang He's on. got a hand to it, but it's gone in. Man, there's what? 22 there's red cards. There were 22 at France 98. There's 22 red cards. There were 22. How many games is there? 64. What? So there's a good red card every three games. There must have been some big brawls. Let me, let me consult. <laughs> I, mean, I would love it this, this, this could be David Beckham's <laughs> <laughs> number 24 show no, all over again. I think we're having it and next week we'll do a full and frank apology of his role <laughs> you've got to go with the initial you've got to go with the initial like, answer you've got to go with the I'm initial not, answer I'm not in that you've got to go with the initial answer <laughs> and my song choice my song choice I'm just going to plough it through Yeah. we had Darren Anderson so it was Euro 96 <laughs> and I think there's only one song you can guys guys stop looking at your phones guys <laughs> Guys, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely more than fourteen. Thank That's you for crazy. thank you for apologising. <laughs> Euro '96, Darren Anderton. There's only one song we can end with. It's the France '98 song, Delamitri's "Don't Come Home Too Soon." See you next week. Bye. shaking yet but you might prove them wrong
even long shots This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.